So the more you become yourself, the more you do things that you enjoy, the happier, the more well you will be. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Dr. Howard Murad. He's a board-certified dermatologist who has personally seen over 50,000 patients. He's a trained pharmacist. He's also an associate clinical professor of medicine at UCLA's Geffen School of Medicine and author of the best-selling books on aging, health care, and skin care. Dr. Murad, welcome to Hello Beauty. Great to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for spending time with us. And you have such an amazing story, and I want to get into it. Okay. Your entrepreneurial journey. So back before um, Murad's skincare started in 1989, you were working as a pharmacist and also attending medicine at UC Irvine. How did the idea of your business come about? You know, it just happened. I can't give you a specific thing. But over time, because of my experience as a pharmacist and as a physician and a dermatologist, um, I had a unique ability to help my patients. I was able to compound things for them to use that were different, that were not available at, at the regular drugstores and things like that. And one thing led to another. As I saw that, I saw my patients coming back, not just to see me, but, hey, can I have another one of those mm -hmm. prescriptions? And uh, I began to compound my own products. And at the same time, I was beginning to understand there was a real difference in what is now called wellness. People were really looking for something that made a difference in their life. It wasn't just the product that they put on their face. They were experiencing things like stress because there was too much traffic, pollution, Jobs were more difficult. I call that cultural stress, the stress of modern living. So that combination of the two guided me to do something different. As I made my own brand, I also, at the first, I started a spa. I called it a sense of self, mm -hmm. meaning become yourself. Be thrilled with who you are. Be thrilled with who you are. And one thing led to another. I began to say, well, gee, it's working so well in my spa. And by the way, the spa was 20 miles away from my medical practice. It was unrelated specifically. So there wasn't, it was, when you think of medicine, you think of drugs and surgery and things like that. But wellness is beyond that. So the idea of that wellness concept. And uh, one thing led to another. I decided to sell the products to other salons. And from that, it grew to other, other things. So there wasn't an immediate step. It was a journey. And I, there's a favorite saying I have, make your mark on the canvas of life and let it direct you. Let it take you to new heights. We always limit ourselves. We always say, well, I'd like to do up to here, but why not shoot for the stars? And in a way, unless you do that, you're not going to be as successful as you possibly can be. That's true. Sometimes we just look on uh, like to other people and compare ourselves and be like maybe I could just be that but you know you never if you don't try you never know like all these infinite possibilities yeah. and your capacity to achieve certain things right and I say never emulate never try to be like someone else because you'll fail you're never going to be as good as that person for what they do you're a champion in your own league there are things that you do that you know how to do that are so much better than anybody else 
I don't know what they are. You may not know what they are yet, but they'll come to you if you let it. Let it enter. The best is yet to come. You just have to let it enter. That's one of my favorite sayings. Yes, I agree. Do you think there's a certain pattern or a formula to becoming a successful entrepreneur? I think the biggest thing is willing to take risks and believing in yourself and, and ignore the naysayers. And the worst naysayer, obviously, is you. Mm -hmm. So those are the biggest secrets. If you can just bridge that gap and not be afraid to fail, be willing to take those risks, and believe in yourself. I think those are the three very important attributes. Mm -hmm. Your book, um, <coughs> Conquering Cultural Stress, The Ultimate Guide to Anti-Aging and Happiness, could you kindly define what cultural stress is? Well, stress in, in specific mm -hmm. terms is the stress of modern living, the rules and regulations, the digital de dependency, the expectations at home and away, and superimposed on that is so many new things. I call one of them loss of identity. Mm -hmm. People say, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, we think of um, the sharing economy as being so wonderful. Like, I took an Uber here. So <laughs> you used to have a car. I don't need a car now. And I drive different cars every day. I have different person taking <laughs> me. That's a good thing. Um, if I wanted to move from place to place, I could do Airbnb. I don't need to have a home mm -hmm. on my own. I don't need clothing because I can get them shared. Mm -hmm. I don't have a relationship. I do. But if I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I would just go to Tinder and get a new one every mm -hmm. day. I don't need to stay there. People are not living close to each other. So we're beginning to have less identity. And when we don't have identity, we don't allow ourselves to reach higher goals. Mm -hmm. Besides that, the expectations and what we have to do all the time, like at Murad, our company, we ask people, how many hours a day do you spend alone on your computer, your cell phone, mm -hmm. Netflix, whatever? 14 hours a day. Oh. And it's in isolation. And we have what we call the sitting disease because you're just sitting the whole time. And that leads to all kinds of disease. It leads to, you know, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, cancer even. So all of those things are beginning to happen. And more recently, what I've discovered and have seen is this idea of the bullying leading us to be either angry at other people or worse, angry at ourselves and more and more suicides, more and more detrimental things that we do to ourselves. So our life expectancy actually is less today than it was a few years ago, despite the wonderful medicines we have. We're killing ourselves with suicide, taking these drugs that are damaging us, the fentanyl and all of those. So it's a combination of things, how society has changed dramatically to make life so complicated for us that we don't feel good about ourselves. We have this sedentary lifestyle, the sitting disease, all of those together. Mm -hmm. And it's really killing us. I call it a silent killer. Yeah, which is actually, I've been noticing recently that no matter what your age is, even young ones are developing just like heart diseases and heart attacks out of nowhere, where you think physically when you look at them, to look like very healthy men, you know, strong right. men or women, and then out of nowhere, they just get this like heart attack or they even just probably like develop like lung cancer when they don't even like smoke, but it's because of their environment, right? The combination of mm -hmm. things, the stress superimposed of what I call traditional stress. Traditional mm -hmm. stress to me is like a broken arm. You go to a doctor, you get it fixed, your arm gets yes. better. 
But cultural stress is constant, pervasive. There's always more traffic, more expected of you, more things that you have to do. That stress kills. It causes all kinds of damage to every organ in your body and even to your skin. Because what begins to happen when you have all that stress, you're not sleeping well, you have dark circles, fine lines, your skin gets drier, so you even don't look as good. Mm -hmm. So it affects every single organ in your body, and in a way, they're all connected. Uh, cultural stress, to me, is kind of, we understood what it was and we could attack it. It would save so many lives and would have happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives, all of us. If we understood what it was and realized we can't change it, it's how we attack it, what we do to make it different yes. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I agree. You mentioned um, the philosophy of letting go of the idea of being perfect and happiness. Walk me through that philosophy. Well, that's easier said than done, yeah. you know, because society is pushing us to be better than everybody else. Everybody looks at Facebook. Everybody's a 15 out of a 10. And poor me, I'm only a nine and a half. It's terrible, which is wonderful, you know, if we just thought about it. Mm -hmm. So the idea of trying to be more perfect is very, very challenging. And it's easy for me to tell you, don't be so perfect. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so critical. That doesn't work. What we've done is develop what I call insight cards. Mm -hmm. These are cards with sayings like, um, be imperfect, live longer, um, forgive yourself, um, the best is yet to come, you just have to let it enter. Why have a bad day when you can have a good day? We have my patients read those over and over again, twice a day, and journal. And in comes the idea of, you know, maybe I don't have to be so perfect. Mm -hmm not telling you don't be perfect, you've done telling yourself. We cannot change you, you can change yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's not that easy. You have to do it in a way that is subliminal. Like when your mother used to tell you you need to eat more vegetables, you knew it was good for you, but you didn't do it, right? Yes. You have to decide on your own. And the idea of encouraging that to happen, and these inside cards have been shown Actually, we have some, some statistics showing improvement in, in the stress level and everything else by just looking at the cards and journaling. Mm -hmm. I like the way in your book you mentioned about um, going back to your inner child, you yes. know, just having that childlike wonder, like how does that affect like, your well-being? And I know that just being light on yourself dramatically changes like your stress levels yeah. and obviously like exudes, you know, a better like aura around you. Well, yeah, just think of a little child, a little mm -hmm. toddler walking in here. She falls a thousand times before mm -hmm. she gets up and walks. She's not afraid to fail. She comes in here. She's looking at the world around her. She's questioning. She's very creative. If we give her coloring paper, she colors over all the paper. After you're three years old, your teacher, your mother says, color inside the line. If the worst thing you could do is color outside the line, you do that, then you already pushing you to be more perfect. Mm -hmm. She's also so becoming. She's not judging herself. She doesn't realize she's too tall or too skinny or mm -hmm. whatever. And also, she's so cute and adorable and smiling and mm -hmm. everything. And you want to hug her. You want to pick her up. You want to deal with her. All of those attributes we begin to lose as we get older, and it happens very rapidly. So the more we are like that, and for me, you know, when I give my lectures, a lot of times I ask people, I say, you know, we should not just go up to somebody and hug them because that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But if you ask somebody, 
can I have a hug? And at first you say, kind of, that's strange. But when they do have a hug, all of a sudden they've been listening to my lecture and it's kind of silent. And that's, all of a sudden everyone's smiling, giggling. The healing power of touch we begin to lose. Mm -hmm. And I know it's very hard because of life the way it is. But if nothing else, going to a spa, getting a facial, a massage, a pedicure, a manicure, touch is so important to us and we've lost that. We don't do that so much. Those attributes of youth that we lose could save our life if we understood that and if we could emulate them again it's hard to just tell people to be like a toddler but if you encourage them subliminally mm -hmm. and i find in this way this study that we've been doing with cards can make a difference yeah and it's just like loosen up you know and i've also noticed that you know with your cards your daily affirmation you do have an app the absolutely yeah and i actually checked that out it's nice that i think on a daily basis we receive notifications of your artwork and as well as, you know, daily affirmations of, you know, feel good messages. Right. I, I think that makes a difference. Um, of all of those, I have over 500 of those yes. affirmations because <laughs> they come to me as I see my patients and things like that. But we picked 11 and those 11 cards, looking at them twice a day, uh, we tested them on 40 of my patients, and the results were wonderful. Now what we've done, and this is to show the power of how we can change ourselves, we're working with UCLA, the Veterans Hospital, on diabetics, diabetic foot clinic. We're asking a group, this is the control group, just doing what they always do. The treated group, all they do is exactly what the other group did, except look at those cards twice a day in journal. And what we're seeing already, we don't have the tests finalized, more and more of the people looking at the cards, their blood pressure goes down, their A1C, which measures the diabetes in their life, is going down. Mm -hmm. They got more muscle, they begin to lose weight. The other group, the control group, they're, they're gaining weight, their A1C keeps going up by and large. So it's, it's, pot, it's just a pilot study, but the idea of how we can empower ourselves, not by just telling you you need to do this, you in your own way can do that. For example, I give a word like forgive yourself. It's only two words. And if I ask 10 people, what does forgive yourself mean? Everyone will have a different opinion of exactly what it is. Because we embrace those two words differently. We're unique individuals. I tell people allow the unique you to blossom. All of those are really making a difference in my patients and everybody we touch. If we can just understand cultural stress is here forever, all of the stress that society is putting on us, but we have power. We can control ourselves. We can make a difference in how we do things. Too much sun, too much pollution, smog, wind, all of those things, those are rays damaging our skin, penetrating through our skin, and some of it's going deeper. Like if you've ever been out in the sun for two hours, three hours in the mid in midday, mm -hmm. you feel tired, lethargic, yes. stomach ache, that's the damage that Damage through your skin, into the blood vessels, damage your GI tract, your heart, your brain, everywhere. Yeah, like we just forget that we are connected in yes. every cell of our body. Every Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when we damage one cell, we damage all the others. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I also want to tackle about, because um, I know being in the beauty industry, there's somewhat a pressure to look a certain way, right? So, And you did talk about in your book how we should treat food as... Um, not only as a nutritional source, but also a source of joy. Because I know that sometimes when you stress eat, 
that kind of just goes downhill. And Absolutely. it's counterintuitive too. Yeah. I call it eat your water. Mm-hmm. For example, what's your favorite fruit or vegetable? Oh, I actually love watermelon, papaya. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watermelon's about 95% mm-hmm. water. So an ounce of watermelon is an ounce of water. So we do need water. I know there was a study years ago done that we need a glass of water a day. I don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. let's say it is true. Mm-hmm. So instead of a glass of water, you have the equivalent amount of watermelon. So in the watermelon, you're getting phytonutrients, you're getting roughage, you're making your body alkaline, resistant to cancer and bone loss, um, and you're getting more joy, and the water is in the structure of the watermelon, and it's gradually released. The same amount of water goes right through your system, and you get a little bit of exercise going to the bathroom eight times a day, but that's (laughs) about it. This way you're getting the water plus all of those under wonderful nutrients. So eat your water is a very important concept. And as a, as a matter of fact, when you think of foods that have more water in them, they're generally more healthy for you. So what's more healthy is baked potato or fried, I don't know, bacon bits. <laughs> Baked potato. I mean, I want to say, like, of course, but it's got more water. I'm making it up, you know. But (laughs) but the idea is generally water-rich foods are healthier. But then there's the 80-20 rule because eating healthy is very good for you. We all know that. But if you could never have comfort food, if you could never have a piece of chocolate, never have a cupcake, it wouldn't be very happy. You wouldn't enjoy it. So the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, eat what we all know is healthy. I don't have to tell you vegetables are healthier for you than than other than sweets, but allow yourself to have joy in everything you do. Your skin care has to have joy. You have to feel good when you put it on. It feels good on your skin. It smells good. You feel better when you put it on. You're eating foods that you enjoy eating, they're colorful or whatever it is that you enjoy, and take some of of that. your exercise that you do, don't do something that just everyone else says you have to do. Do something that you enjoy doing. And above all, understand that you're under stress and sometimes you're under a lot of pressure. Do things that give you joy and happiness. Don't do what everyone else does. I mean, I know yoga is wonderful. I like it. But it's not something I do. So somebody says that you have to do yoga. It wouldn't help me. I wouldn't do it. But I enjoy walking and, and hiking. And that's what gives me joy. And that's fine. Somebody else, it's something else. Do what suits you, what you makes you happy. As a matter of fact, I have recipes in my books. Yes, I did see. And I tell you, do not follow my recipe. (laughs) Why are you telling me have a book and you say, give me a recipe, don't follow it? Because I want it to be yours. Look at the recipe. And there are things that you may not like, take them out. Do you want to add to it? Add to it. Make it your own so you'll enjoy it more. So the more you become yourself, the more you do things that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. the happier, the more well you will be. And wellness is really critical too. It's beyond overall health. Yeah, I totally agree. Also the takeaway that I got from your book is that when taking in food, considering it as a joyful moment is in a meditative meditative moment is that because sometimes when you're stress eating and all you care about is dieting and just like oh this food has this and that calorie it's like it's counterintuitive because your your body is stressed just thinking about those calories and at the same time so it's not really digesting it properly your muscles are not relaxed and also you're it's rejecting even the food so in a sense you're not even you're, it's not absorbing well, and at the same time, you gain weight because of just the stress. 
So that's and like my takeaway with like your idea of treating food as a joyful. Absolutely, it's very source. important, and and you can make it joyful, make it something you enjoy eating, mm -hmm. and you know, again, it's it's a combination of things. When you feel good about yourself, you're not going to be so worried about the three extra calories of something like that, because you're more likely to do more exercise. You're more likely to do to venture out and do things. Whereas when you're not feeling good about yourself, even if you eat fewer calories, you have the sitting disease and you're not going to be doing very much. And you're not going to be sleeping well and all of those are going to damage. Mm -hmm. So for someone that has, you know, like, like me, I've read your book, listened to all your YouTube videos, and I tell myself, I want to start this new lifestyle that Dr. Murad has, you know, been talking about. It sounds very interesting. For someone that wants to start, what is the first step? What does that first step look like? Yeah, and that's interesting because the first step is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we've done, and, and um, anybody living in L.A., if they were interested in doing some studies, we, mm -hmm. we do that at my uh, clinic in, in El Segundo, mm -hmm. um, is starting with those 11 cards I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And I think we can make those available to, your, um, to the people listening to this show. Mm -hmm. There are 11 cards, and you look at them twice a day mm -hmm. and journal. That's all you do because what it's doing is encouraging you to modify your life in your own way. It doesn't tell you what to do because I can't tell you. What's good for you is not good for the next person. And uh, the words mean slightly different to you than they do to anyone else. Um, so that's one thing that you can do. And I believe... Um, if people who have listened to this podcast who want that, if they gave us a list of, the, of their names and addresses, we'll send them those cards for free to look at twice oh, a day and you. journal. That's, that's kind of a first step is instead of me telling you exactly what to do, because that doesn't work. People yes. say you're smoking too much. <laughs> Stop smoking. Well, that does, that, you still smoke yeah. even when you do all the drugs. When you decide, you're going to stop. So encouraging yourself to modify, because in the end, that's the only person that counts. Mm -hmm. You're the most important person in the world to yourself. And I have a, a, a saying, without me, there is no we, because we always give to everyone else, and we're not taking care of ourselves. And it's not being you know, selfish. It's mm -hmm. being taking care of yourself so you can take care of others as well. But you have to decide to change. I can't change you. And I think that's really important. When, with medicine, we just say, well, here's the medicine. Do this, do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't work because it's not appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. It's got to be appropriate for you. I agree. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within? The beauty within mm -hmm. is, is what we've been talking about, mm -hmm. you know, just... Try to understand the unique you. Allow the unique you to blossom. Uh, dance even though you can't hear the music. Don't let things hold you back. Allow the potential that you have, which is huge, if you only let it ex expose. All of those are important, but it's really entirely up to you. I can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Find ways that make a difference. You know, one way that does help you, if nothing else, I tell people one day, 
just have nothing to do, have no, no commitments at all. And people say, I never have a day like that. Well, try to find at least a few hours when you have nothing to do. And then allow whatever it is. People say, well, I, the one thing I'd like to do is go to sleep because I don't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. If that's what you do, then that's fine for a while. But do something, like I had one patient say, I just walk out the door and wherever my step t- takes me, and that's where I would go. But during those hours when you have nothing to do, things come into your mind that can make a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. They solve problems all of a sudden because all of a sudden your mind isn't impacted by all those 10,000 things that you've been thinking about and things become more clear. In any way that you can change your lifestyle to, be, to fit you better is what's going to do it for you. And it's really up to you. You're the most important person in the world, and you're the only one. You have that power to change who you are. It's not easy, but everybody can do it. That's beautiful. Um, What is next for Dr. Murad? Well, actually, (laughs) my, my purpose in life today is to make everybody I touch live happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. And this research that I'm doing on cultural stress. I've written several articles and been published um, that really encourage that. And if people are interested, we can um, PDF or whatever copies of some of those articles. Um, And uh, I think it's maybe a little scientific, but you get to just by looking at them. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Dr. Murad, for being on the show. Everything was just, I don't know, I learned so much about you and everything was very valuable. Thank you for having me. It's my joy.